Hello and welcome to the Just Me podcast, produced in association with the Armory. I am one of your co-hosts, Dustin Diodato. I'm another one, Andy Fitch. And I'm another one, Heather Jules Booth. Hey, everybody. Hi. Uh, Andy, tell everybody why we're here. Do do, Andy. I, do your, it do bothers your. me that I have to remind you what the podcast is about every single time. You're Dustin, not reminding me. You're not reminding me. You're reminding the many first, listeners. First time listeners. Listener. Good cover. Yeah, this is my first time. So Yeah, see? Yeah. Every week we have a guest on the podcast come and talk about something that is unique to them. And uh, our guest today is that voice you just heard, the creator of The Simpsons, Jack Rokiki. Hello. <laughs> you, so that's your just me thing, is that you created one of the most popular animated shows in the history of yeah. time. You know, it's been going on for about 30 years, so I figured talk about it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First interview. About yeah, it. first ever interview. No, I did not create The Simpsons. Um, you lied to me. Well, I had Podcast. to get on the show, okay? And that's <laughs> the first thing that popped into my mind. Yeah, I guess. yeah it, it, total waste of a production meeting. We were talking about it for half an hour, but great. That's fine. So tell us what your thing is then now that... Guess you, I won't learn what The Simpsons is. Yeah. <laughs> well. Uh, this is the most aggro. Should we just talk <laughs> about The Simpsons now? Should yeah. we just teach Andy about The Simpsons? I know about this. Uh, okay. This, this, is, this is a bit. <laughs> What's your real just me thing? Um, okay, so my just me thing is that I've had a very interesting past uh, in terms of housing in the city and also employment during my life. Um, it's been a bit of a roller coaster. And I have some stories that I think people might be interested in. <laughs> okay. But, but because you had that like pause between a very interesting life, I was like, are you a spy? Is that what this is? Oh, <laughs> oh man, Dustin, I would be a lousy spy, but I would love to be a spy. I mean, that's what a what would, that's what a spy says, right? So why would you be a lousy the, spy? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm very injury prone. I don't think I could pull off a lot of the spy required uh, agility. Um, I, I don't think you're any more injury prone than Tom Arnold is, and he he was a spy, wasn't he? Was that real? Was Tom Arnold a spy? Yeah. What? Yeah, that's a document. In True Lies, wasn't he a spy in True Lies? Oh, he played a spy. He played a spy. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. Is this one of those it was like, factually accurate confessions of a dangerous mind thing <laughs> where he actually was? Yeah, exactly. I, I, I mean, know. he's got an investigative show where he was looking for documents. He's pretty much a spy. <laughs> that's all you need? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I, yeah, I if you do something in two different shows, then you're that thing. Anyway, let's get into your... <laughs> Right? Is it? Am I wrong? If you play the thing twice, you're a thing. I mean, that's what casting people tell you. That's why people like avoid cat. Right. Getting and typecast. They have to be right. in separate shows, or can yeah. it be like a, a sequel? No, it doesn't count if it's a sequel. Like Ben Affleck isn't Batman. Well, you know? that's true. Um, but enough about my. But enough about my theories. Let's talk about you. Okay. Where are you from, Jack? I'm from uh, Detroit, Michigan. Is where I was born. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so tell us about some of your your. You, let's start with with a with a living situation. Okay, so I moved to New York after graduating college. I went to Syracuse University, and the first place that I lived was my buddy's grandmother's house in New Jersey. That was vacant. There was no one living there at the time, um, so basically, you got to live in a house with a pool. Um, for the summer directly after college had no job lined up just went and lived in a house with a pool but we lived there sort of as though we were still at college and shortly thereafter uh we had to leave so um or rather i had to leave um 
So I moved to New York City, still without job, moved in with a few of my buddies from school who were trying to move there at the same time. Uh, so we moved into Stuyvesant Town. Uh, has anybody lived in Stuyvesant Town? No, but I've heard Town? all yeah. the stories. Boy, is it lovely. It's got great amenities. Basketball court. That's kind of it for the <laughs> amenities that I liked, but it's a, it's a plus. Uh, so we moved there, and unbeknownst to me, we signed up for a two-bedroom flex where normally you would put up sort of a wall to have a third room, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like just a fake, like a semblance of a room. Mm-hmm. And we found out after we had signed the lease and everything that we were no longer allowed to put up the wall. So... Old short straw over here <laughs> had to put up um, bookcases from Ikea and a sheet and basically lived kind of like Harry Potter for uh, two years. It's a long time. It's a really long time to essentially be living in the living room. Yeah. Did you pay less because of that? I paid minimally less because of that. <laughs> Welcome to New York. Yeah. We had like an agreed upon price that was... we. I was held to. So um, I kind of want to just real quick go back to the first living thing. Sure. When you said it was a grandmother's house that was vacant. Yeah. Uh, was it because she died? Was it vacant as in you guys just squatted? Like, I would like to know more about this vacancy. So I'm also going to edit that. It was the grandfather, just in case this guy ever listens. Um, he's so angry now. Yeah, he's going to be furious. Anyway, um, no. So his grandfather was living on, they had a, farmhouse mm. like with a lot of land um and i think Plenty he had, room for him to run yeah it was actually <laughs> called born to run farms really yeah Come on. Really? no i swear to god uh <laughs> the big like bruce springsteen family so it was born to run farms wait as in obsessed with bruce springsteen yes okay yeah just wanted to make sure yeah so he was living there because he was he needed care um so mm. we moved in and boy you turned it, it into a frat house a little bit but it was fun. <laughs> I, I had fun, and really, that's all that matters. When, when you right? say when you say that you had to move out, like, did you like have to move out? Or oh did yeah, you, like, I was uh, politely asked to move out <laughs> for what? Oh man, um, it, the the actual reason was like somewhat trivial. Like, I think I left the garage door open, and mm. there was just sort of remnants of one of our nights of debauchery. And I think one of the family members came by and took exception to that detail. Um, so, I mean, probably for the best. But, I mean, I'm, I'm sure if it was anything like most college experiences of, like, houses in that kind of way, like, all you would have to do was open the door and just smell, like, beer, pretty much. Yeah, I like, think throughout. it was just the expectation of, like, post-college guys not being freshly post-college guys mm-hmm. um, versus the reality uh, that just it wasn't a good fit. Okay. I mean, yeah. also post-college, like, it does take some time to, for most people, get out of that mindset. Yeah. It's not like you're going to just, oh, I'm graduated, so now I'm I'm not going to do these. Like, yeah. that's part of your 20s. But yeah. basically the guys, like, threw you under the bus and like, oh, that was all him. He, we, were, we were angels. He was doing keg stands all night. Um... <laughs> Impressive upper body strength. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was doing keg stands all night by myself. That's true. Um, you're like, Guys, come on. Let's do it. <laughs> they're just like watching TV and you're in the background on your hand. It's like, I can't watch my ER. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, we uh, we also had a 75 year old woman living with us <laughs> yes. who loved ER. <laughs> this is what I'm picturing. Yeah, no, you're right. That's what happened. So did that stuff continue when you moved into this little makeshift room? Oh, man. I mean, we had a large contingency of, of friends who kind of migrated over to the city from Syracuse. So and all kind of centrally located in East Village. So it did continue, but in a safe space. It was very accepting. So we all lived our lives, but, you know, we had people over. So did that create a situation where you could not bring over over ladies because basically that would like you'd have to be like oh no let's go back to my room in the living room Dustin it was a long two years <laughs> um, as far as that's concerned <laughs> yeah I, I yeah it didn't happen a lot it did happen a couple times uh, and it was very <laughs> very funny um, when it would happen uh, especially when people were out like in the morning uh, would sort of emerge um Kind of like a wrestling entrance, almost just coming <laughs> back from the from the curtains. Because <laughs> you had to throw like the curtains to the side every time you left. Yeah, because oh, it was like a dry, it was like one of those. You know, I had it propped up against the yeah. wall and then the On, side like, of the tension bookcase. Rod. Yeah, yeah, and then just sort of. I mean, listen. If you have curtains, you have to use them dramatically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. You, I mean, you're going to make an entrance out of that. Absolutely. Kind of, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um. Did you like were the books at least dense enough that like you had privacy or was it just you know well the books were facing the other side okay yeah um but i mean i mean like was was there enough I think of I a misunderstood. Did, i mean did like it a sound did, barrier yeah did it make enough uh, of a wall or was it like no it wasn't even to the to the ceiling it was like a couple feet oh from the God. ceiling okay. told you i was in the living room wow <laughs> yeah were there any advantages to that yeah, I had ease of access to all the books. <laughs> if I wanted to grab a Harry Potter, because that was one of our and, like and read ten about your books. story. Yeah, just go read and get some tips from old. From old You're like, I need to get a house elf. Old Scarboy, yeah, old I tried. Scarboy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Harry Potter should have made an album called Old Old Scarboy. I mean, people would buy it. Yeah, they would. They would buy anything. Daniel with Harry Radcliffe, Potter it. if yeah. you're listening. More money for you. Not if. Daniel when Radcliffe. You, when you inevitably when you listen to this, this episode. You're welcome for more millions. Yeah. You just make an album called Old Scarboy. <laughs> Old Scarboy. Uh, I'm sorry. I just, it has to be a bluegrass album. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. It's a blue. Yes. Yeah. This is a big, big market for British, British, British bluegrass. bluegrass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, you don't get that kind of nickname unless you're, like, a, I don't know, like a Mississippi Delta Blues yeah. man or something. Who's, who's seen some things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and also is a wizard. And is a wizard. Yes, yeah. of course. No, of I'd course. love to hear, like, a, just, like, a banjo medley about fighting, a, like, a evil warlock thing. Wizard. What is he? He's, he's just another wizard. Voldemort, yeah. right? There you go. Maybe yeah. that's the title. I, I guess. I don't know. I haven't, I've only like seen parts of it. I never read the books. Yeah. All of this is lost on me. Great. Come uh, to yes, a musical improv show and give that suggestion, Andy. Yeah. We can make that happen. <laughs> wait, wait, anyway. Wait, so uh, how did you, what, what was the breaking point? What made you leave this two year 
Uh, we all just kind of split up at the end. It was just sort of natural time to leave. I think we were kind of sick of the area. So then I moved in to my next place, which was with uh, one of my buddies, uh, also from Syracuse. Uh, and this was sort of the step up. This is my big rise in the New York City living uh, uh, world. Uh, we had intended to move to this place in, in Williamsburg or, you know, in Brooklyn. Uh, that was, you know, well within our budget and it was, it was awesome. Uh, that, so we thought. And then his parents rolled up to check out the place. It was like newly built, but yeah. kind of in a rougher part of town, whatever. So his parents rolled up and we had already sort of signed some papers, like a deposit. And mm-hmm. we put down for yeah. it. Like we were going to move in, like I think within like the next day or two. And his parents checked it out and they were like, nope. I was like, what? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, my parents aren't cool with me. I was like, buddy, we just yeah, forked over deposit. Yeah, how did that? What yeah. Do you mean? Well, I will tell you. So his parents work in real estate and they, you know, own stuff. Um, so they have like a lot of connections and ended up getting us hooked up with the most ridiculously nice building in Williamsburg. Uh, and it was like right off the Bedford stop and there was a fucking oh sorry no it's fine no we curse all the time oh, no. yeah. we sorry, mom. can't get those kids sponsorships anyway yeah. um, like there was a basketball court there were muffins every morning wait from where and what did like they just the appear Heather heaven they were <laughs> I mean, good I fair but I did you just like open the door and there uh, was muffins no it was like downstairs in the lobby like you would just go down and there was just a big old tray of muffins and I would I got so spoiled I would just grab my pistachio muffin and just eat it on the way to the train like this is how my life was now and this is I you know I felt like this is a part of was it it's like part of me is delighted by that but then the suspicious New Yorker in me is like where did those muffins come from I don't know honestly like you're alive so obviously they were fine yeah no they were not lace muffins I would guess Costco based on the size and density and deliciousness but yeah I'm curious where, where would they come from? Like in in your suspicious New Yorker mind, you just like don't eat food that just appears without knowing like who brought it, where did they make it? I mean, there was a doorman. I'm assuming, right? Yes, there was a doorman. Yeah, yeah. So it was. Have you had like a bad muffin experience? (laughs) No, I've never had a bad muffin experience. It's just like a weird. I think it's just a weird suspicious New York thing where you're just like free food, and you either are like yeah free food, or you're like "Mm, but. Yeah. Um, I've also worked in theaters where like super fans would bring just food by for people, mm. which always weirded me out because I was like, why, why do you think actors want to eat your food that you made and who knows what you put in it? Like, I don't know. Um, I yeah. apologize if I've told this story before. It's not really a story, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, I used to, I really like to watch Investigation Discovery, like the murder channel, basically. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Or there's a channel called Investigation Discovery. You know the murder channel? Where it, it's I've basically seen lots on, of murder, the murder channel. murdery stuff, but I yeah. don't know if I've specifically seen that murder um, stuff. Uh, it's, it's basically just like uh, all the datelines and stuff like that. Uh, but they had one specific one about um, a guy who had been poisoning his wife with antifreeze. Oh, um, six, six cents style. Yeah. Um, eventually they caught him like he was a radio DJ, like, and they caught him, they arrested him, like, on air. Like, he went to break and then ran. <laughs> and they, uh, and they got him. But, um, ultimately, he tried, he pled not guilty. 
Um, and they're like, well, how could she have gotten all of this Gatorade, uh, all of this? Uh, it's uh, the same thing. Yeah. It, yeah. That's, that's where I'm going with this. Yeah. Um, uh, Andy Free stuff inside of her. And he's like, well, may, she likes to run. So maybe she was running and she saw what she thought was like a Gatorade, but it was really filled with antifreeze. And she drank that. And then that's what killed her. And I was like, who, who just drinks an open Gatorade? Right. Who like, sees an open bottle of anything on the street and goes, yeah, I'm going to drink that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, that, I haven't had my pee quotient of today. Right. So. Yeah. That yellow liquid in an open bottle on the street oh seems like something that I <laughs> yeah. would drink. Right. I also don't think it, I've ever seen it not in like a gallon jug. Oh, no, it comes in. She's like, oh, God, I'm so tired. Oh, yes, Gatorade. Like, an entire, like, she's going to down an entire. I've seen, like, the 8-ounce or 12-ounce yeah. or something sizes. Yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah. But still, doesn't, like, still not going to just drink a random right. one. Did not they it. play audio of his arrest? Uh, no, no, it was, like, off the air by the time. Oh. Like, and, he was, like, and so that also answers, like, it was just one time of antifreeze. It wasn't like he was slowly... Poisoning her. He, he like had been it. slowly poisoning he had her. Been. Yeah, but he tried to say that it all happened at once. Oh my God. Uh, and it was because she drank street Gatorade. So, oh, yeah. Don't ever drink uh, that street Gatorade. Yeah. So, Joy and I will frequently joke about not drinking wow. street Gatorade. So, uh, I am suspicious of Gatorade on the street in the same way that yeah. you are of muffins. What's that stuff that dudes try and sell like late at night in like on the subway? Do you know what I'm talking about? Cocaine? Drugs. <laughs> no, it's like, it, it's like this, like, it's like a no, drug drink. <laughs> Sort of thing. What? I don't know what you're talking about. Hooch? What kind of trains do you take? It's it's like it's essentially that's what it is. <laughs> you go to where they're selling hooch. It was like the f- <laughs> like the first time I was ever in New York. Like I was, or like on my own. I don't know. I was like, I don't know how old I was, but I was like young. And they're just like, well, we're selling like uh, <laughs> sunflower pop or something. Like they, it had some like weird name. It wasn't that wasn't what it was called. But it was just like I like looked it up and it was. Just like a drug, it was a drug cocktail in like a little was. in yeah. like a little juice bottle. Andy, I'm gonna be honest with you, that was straight up antifreeze. Yeah. yeah. Also, <laughs> it was good. <laughs> yes, <laughs> when, don't. Also, I was about to say, like, I know roughly how old you are, and I'm like, I don't think you were around in like the 80s riding subways. No, because that's some yeah. like 1980s New York shit. Yeah. I, I mean, I, neither I, was I, but... I. But I've seen them do it like recent as recently as like last year. I, I don't. Nobody that, knows. Never, wow. Yeah, no, I've I've truly never seen that. I'm like actually I, going to look this up. I remember, I, and I don't see this guy anymore ever. But I remember somebody who was just selling batteries. Like I've uh, seen it. Yes. And he would just be like, yep. "Businessman, businessman. I'm a businessman selling batteries." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "You're a businessman." So like, yeah. I don't know that that's what qualifies as a businessman. No, I mean it's just a. It's a hustle. I don't. Yeah. I, don't. I also I've been through I, when I when I first like moved here. I was walking through Washington Square Park, uh, and somebody was like, you know, I, they started out with like you know coke, you know whatever, like trying to get me to to buy stuff, and slowly went down to like pot, and then eventually the person literally got to like Advil, and I was just like, do you, do you think I'm going to buy Advil from like like? Do you think I'm going to buy Advil from someone who first offered me coke? Mm. Yeah. Um, it just seems so weird, and I was just like, "You, you should know that not, not me. Wait, like, need, anybody? You, hey, man, you need Flintstones vitamins? <laughs> yeah. But like, so you also, want me to hum you to sleep? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ten million strong and growing. Now that, yeah, now that, yes. yeah, yeah. There you go. If you would slowly rock me while I, while singing the Flintstone vitamin <laughs> jingle, yeah. Yeah, yeah, then definitely, yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you ten bucks for that. Um, this is something I've never run into. 
is it just like you were walking and someone was like, Psst, do you want some Coke? Yeah. Those really? Are, those no one's ever said that to you? No. If you oh go and sit there, like any of the benches near where the fountain is, like especially in, when it, the warmer weather, they'll, a lot of times they'll ride by on bikes and they'll just be saying like Coke. <laughs> mm-hmm. you're supposed wow. to, I guess you're supposed to wave them down. Wow. Yeah, I people don't eat. Yeah, I feel like a lot They're of times they don't even say hi. They just say Coke, weed, Molly. And you're like, you know, I'm a person, too. Is that a sentence? Yeah. Excuse yeah. me? Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway. I, I'm going to guess that I don't look like somebody that you are going to offer drugs no, to. No, you wear fancy dresses. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. All right. So you're you're riding high with your muffins. And yeah, your parents. I'm crushing muffins. I'm playing basketball. I mean, it is nice that the parents, like, ruined that one apartment, but at least got you involved because i thought you were going to say that they took him away and like you had to fend for yourself and get your yeah. own apartment so that, yeah, that that's at least a, nice that yeah. they treated you both to this nice apartment yeah it was great it was great um but as all good things must uh my time at this apartment ended and i moved in with a friend of mine who was a coworker at the time uh into a we sort of turn it into a two-bedroom apartment on Avenue D. Hmm. Um, I'm not sure if you guys have ever spent a lot of time in Alphabet City, but Avenue D is the least developed of the the, the lettered streets. Yeah, uh, it's a little it's a little rough, but we chose this place because it had a large uh, concrete backyard. Mm. I'm doing air quotes for yard, um, and we just wanted to like throw parties back there and you know entertain people, and it was a lot of square footage and stuff like that. So. Uh, we chose it, um, and then we moved in. And mind you, the building was built in 1899, so and it was basement level. So oh, we kind of went down. No. A, I mean, it was like two steps. Yeah, but yeah, it was basementy. Um, but shortly after moving in, our lovely back patio uh, sort of overflowed and just flooded with sewage mm-hmm. from the entire building. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that is one way to get to know your neighbors. Mm. Um, and it's another way to just never have people over. Sure. I mean, I'm assuming nobody in the building ever had people over because there's a sewage pool like behind the building. It's oh, well, it was gonna... a private area for like our apartment. Right, but I mean, what distance do you need to be from a sewage pool for you to not notice? <laughs> this is true. Like, I never considered anybody else's discomfort in the situation. Yeah. Um, and the, and you went to the landlord, and they're like, "Oh no, that's just a thing that we do." Like, yeah, no, that's that's a feature of the apartment. Yeah, no, the landlord was kind of a uh, kind of a jerk, but you know, we eventually complained enough where they you know came and sufficiently cleaned it and all that stuff. Wow, that it was like pulling teeth, to be honest. Wow. Is it the guy cleaning? I was like, no, we need like hazmat suit guys to come in here and burn everything. This is not, especially if you're below ground level, right? Like, I would be so concerned for the foundation of the building. Yeah, and yeah. Then oh yeah, all of your stuff. Yeah, oh, and that yeah. that sewage is going to creep into your apartment. Yeah, I mean, like when you went to the bathroom, did you did you see the pool rise? Okay, did right? I was just saying, did you actually use the toilet? Yeah, yeah. well, Spence was ever using the bathroom. I was like, well, I mean, precedent has been set. So, yeah. crack open the door. <laughs> no. I just wasn't sure if like it did the loop. Like you'd, like you know, you'd flush something and then you'd just see it. Like you'd say hi. Yeah, you'd just see it pop up out of the back window. No, there was no translucent tube feeding out from our bathroom into the backyard. No pneumatic okay. poop tubes? No, we didn't have any of those. Damn it. That was not a Damn feature it. that came with the apartment. Yeah, that's problem number two. 
There's something else to talk to the landlord about. Yeah. Well, I'll go back to him sometime. So how long? Complain to him. How long was there like a, like a, like a feces pool in your backyard? Oh man, I don't remember honestly. A lot of these memories are just repressed from this place (laughs) because it was so dreary after a certain point. I don't remember if I think we might have only lived there for a year. Avenue D. Avenue D. Yeah. Why did you? Why did you leave the muffin place? Oh, just because it was no longer like a feasible situation. The price like went up. Was it expensive? Yeah. yeah, In Williamsburg. Yes. Did they subsidize it? Did like did your did your did his parents like subsidize it for a little while or like did they just somehow manage to get you like a ridiculous deal for a small amount of time? I think it was a little bit of both. Okay. Because I told him I was like, I'm gonna pay whatever I agreed to pay with the first place. Good for you. Yeah. Mm. Dive bombed. So uh yeah. It was a bit of both. Cool. Yeah. Wow. So and then yeah, and then you and left then, the shit creek. Right, we're gonna go for. I'm gonna do like a speed run here. So then I moved to a place on Second uh, Avenue, which was great, except it was like a very tiny space where I had no closet for like three years almost. But it was it was great. It was like four guys. Everybody got along. One bathroom, which was very small, um, but it was like the most normal place that I'd had it to that point. So mm-hmm. I was like loving it. Um, and just recently moved out of there and now live on, uh, Long Island. Yeah. I've gotten out of the city. Yeah. By choice or you had to, um, like you wanted to. No, I, I, I got, I left early from the lease. I, I got a subletter because I, my buddy, um, got a place out in Long Island and, uh, asked me if I wanted to move in. So like yeah. a real house with no, no, yes. hmm. yeah. no shit pool. No shit pool. I mean, there is, I'm yet. guessing yes. there's a cesspool. I, I don't know. I haven't. Yeah. Probably. No, I think Long Island doesn't do too many cesspools. Oh, my parents have a cesspool. Oh, okay. What's a cesspool? It's like a really giant is. thing that's under your lawn and it holds all your shit. Oh. Yeah. I'll have to ask when I get home. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they back up. And yep. then Yep. And then there's just a... Hey, Mark, where's like, the cesspool? <laughs> 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 uh, what part of Long Island? Uh, living in Rockville Center. Oh, okay. So it's where, really all our, it's where all our textbooks came from growing up. Really? Yeah. So when you when you go around the house now, do you does it feel like a like you're a god? Like because everything is Honestly, normal. Yes. <laughs> and there's space and there's grass. And just walking walking home from the train and stuff like that. There's like subtle differences. Just like the air is nice. And there's birds. I can hear birds chirping. It feels very suburban. It is very suburban. Yeah. You've been there? I mean, just every place I've been to in Long Island seems, oh, yeah. it doesn't seem like it's that close to the city. Yeah, it's very different. Yeah. So, before, uh, before moving into the place, I am now, uh, I was in an apartment in Astoria for like 11 years, and wow. they had uh, painted every door, like they had they had painted over the place so many times uh, that none of the doors could close because there was like paint on both sides that was sort of blocking it. Mm -hmm. So when I finally moved into this apartment, like the ability to like close a door seemed magical. Like it, it, it's a thing that everybody should be able to do whenever Mm -hmm. they, they feel you. But all of our doors had to close via like, um, those like little little like circle hook things. Oh, oh, Uh, So you never really closed it. You just sort of made it not open. Had a slight barrier. Yeah. Um, I mean, not a feces pool, no. but still, that, that's, that's my feces. Well, few, that's my. few are as lucky, you know, <laughs> to have a feces pool. Um, but that actually reminds me, my last place, it, the room was very small, but I still have a queen mattress. 
So like, if I my bed shifted over at all towards the door, which it often would, um, I would just not be able to open the door fully and would have to just <laughs> kind of like shimmy into the room. So that kind of reminded me of that situation. Okay. Uh, so let's move over to the to the your work stuff because yeah. I think your work stuff is equally as um, random. Yeah. If you will. Okay, this is uh, this is before New York, so this is a good story. Uh, I used to work um, in one of the summers during college at uh, in Mackinac Island in Michigan, which is um, a touristy island. Uh, and part of the charm is that uh, everything feels very old. There's no cars allowed on the island, so the ways that you can get around is walking, biking, and horse carriages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my job was, uh, I was a dock porter, which essentially I worked for one of the hotels on the island, and I would ride uh, my bicycle uh, with uh, a big basket on the front, and I would meet the guests at the dock and receive them and take their bags and bungee it onto the front of this bike and then ride it back up to the hotel put it sort of in the waiting room and then kind of rinse and repeat until my shift was over. So it was a really good workout and interesting stuff. Um, but I was playing basketball and broke my foot. So not only is there no real way to get like a car to go to the hospital, I tried to flag down one of the horse carriages that was empty and came by and it just wouldn't stop for me. So I hobbled. You're like, you Someone, can hear me. I yeah. know you can hear me. Yeah, was, I think it was like ending a shift or something like that. It was something ridiculous. But I asked someone where the they do have like a hospital, like a, a medical station on the mm-hmm. island. And it was thankfully very close to where I was. So I hobbled like I'd say just a good quarter to half mile on one foot. Um, it's a pretty big distance on a broken foot. Yeah, my buddies walked with me, okay. which was nice, but it was, it was painful. Um, so they did some initial care and then I went off the island uh, to get a cast put on and I didn't go home though I went back to the island and continued working at the front desk of the hotel just had a different job but I was riding around to sort of travel you know to get around the island I was riding on this sort of one-legged orthopedic scooter I don't know if you've ever seen one of those where like you put your knee up on it oh, and just yeah. kind of push yeah. <laughs> and, but I would still go to parties and stuff so I would <laughs> take this thing with me and kind of hop up the stairs and I just would still go to bars and stuff, and everybody kind of knew me as the scooter guy <laughs> that summer. That seems like like really dangerous if you're too drunk. <laughs> and well, I would, like, yeah, I would. I made sure to be safe about it. Okay, but uh, it was fun. Um, was I'm assuming by virtue of being an island, it was pretty level, so you weren't have like a thing where you were afraid to, like, like oh, I need to get down here, <laughs> and I'm just gonna like ride the scooter down. Yeah, the only thing that was troublesome was stairs. That was tough because you had to kind of like hop Hobble. up each yeah. one and not make sure to not bump your foot. The old place that I was living, I have to move locations to the island also because the old place I was living was up, like way up a hill. I'd ride my bike mm-hmm. up there, you know, uh, at the end of the day. So obviously couldn't do that anymore. Well, it's good that they were cool about it, that they like didn't be like, well, you're riding the bike anyway. <laughs> like you're carrying the luggage anyway. Yeah. Like strap it to your scooter. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever bail when you were on the bike? Oh yeah. Oh like, my fir- when I started working there, yeah. So this wasn't like a tr- like the thing in the front. It was an actual basket. It no, it was a basket in the front. But it was, it like, was like it was off the ground. It didn't have like wheels supporting it underneath, right? No. No, it was like I was 
balancing the weight via the handlebars that seems wild in my legs. Yeah, it was. It was very hard, and I definitely bailed out several times because they had a long driveway up to the back of the hotel too, and it was on an incline. So could the people see you? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, Andy, they could. <laughs> like just they're like gathering themselves and walking, and they just see you on a bike like thirty yards <laughs> away, it. just like eat shit. Yeah, just like, hear oh, like damn it. yeah, just muffled curse words, just sweaty, displeased uh, employee. <laughs> Does that like positively or negatively in, in, like impact your your tip? Like, are they like, oh, he hurt himself, let's give him an extra dollar, or like, oh, he probably ruined our luggage because he fell over? Well, I think the the people who I received did not. I beat them there usually because I would take their stuff and just ride up. So okay. I don't think anyone ever saw me dropping their luggage. Okay. Um. But tip structure pretty good. I think I was pleased with my tips overall. Okay. What about when you had tip the people? This is yeah, tip your yeah. tip your tip. guy on a bike <laughs> carrying your luggage. Yeah. Your Anyone takes your luggage on a bike, just tip him. Yeah, unless they're stealing it. Yeah, if they take your luggage on their bike, <laughs> but you didn't ask them to. Yeah, yeah, and no, that's don't, don't flag them down. And still, pay. still tip them because it's nice. <laughs> yeah, be the bigger person. <laughs> tip, tip the tip the thief. Um, so that was, so that was job one. Yeah, that was job uno. Um, and then coming out of college, uh, one of my, f- a couple of, right off the bat, I had some, some zany ones. One was, uh, selling gourmet gefilte fish. Oh no. I bet that was an easy job. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. oh boy. Was this is it. a lot of demand. Yeah. Gefilte fish sells itself pretty much, right guys? <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> So I would just be calling. Uh, can you can you explain what gefilte fish is for the, for the audience? <laughs> so there's an audience who might not know. Yeah, so gefilte fish is sort of a combination of several types of fish. I think the history of it is that you know there's a lot of different fish that would sort of parts that wouldn't be used as much, um, and it would be kind of mushed together into this uh, delicious. Uh, Almost paste. <laughs> I wouldn't say paste. I was gonna say, um, what's another word for combination? A combination of fish, um, and it was sort of a, a delicacy. A yeah, concoction. A concoction. Right, but it doesn't yes. look anything. It looks a medley. Yeah, <laughs> it's a fish medley. It looks more like a tuna fish than like a fish fish. Well, like if you're looking at like the Menashevitz, um Gefilte or like a crappier gefilte. Yeah, it's it's a gray kind of a blob. It doesn't look very good. But this place, their their thing was uh, that they sort of made it gourmet. So they would make use like a three different fish, and it was kind of tricolored and, and looked really nice. Um, it was perishable, or not perishable, but it was like freezable, so you could take it out and, and use it different parts of the year. Um, and it was big around like uh, various holidays. So I would just call up different gourmet stores or <laughs> restaurants and What's talk your... about fish. <laughs> did you have like a line to like start conversation? Oh, or did man. they give you a script or anything? No, there was no like, script. I would just... What's your fish sitch? I would just talk about how good it was. And were these, were <laughs> these cold right calls? Now. Did you eat it? Um, these were like pointed cold calls, I guess. Yeah. Like we went to certain locations. Um, yeah, I did eat it. It was very good. Okay. Yeah, it was very good. They also had like gourmet horseradish, which they made, which was very dope. Hmm. Uh, check out the gefilteria if anybody needs 
The Gefilteria. The Gefilteria. Nice. That sounds like a sickness. Is that here? Yeah. In, is that in Manhattan or where is that? Um, that was when you were living in Jersey. Right? No, this is in this is in New York. Oh, okay. It's like one of my roommates like hooked hooked me up with with that. So that was that was just more of like a funny and fun experience. Yeah. I mean, I I don't think I sold much. <laughs> Anything? What? I don't mean to take this the wrong way, but when I look at you, I don't think you built a fish expert. No. So I had struggled telling you guys what it was just now. Most of that stuff was probably wrong. Um, Fish fish butts. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of fish butt. Uh, I also wrote for a fashion website. I was writing product copy for what website? Oh my god! What was it? Um, Blue something. Vogue. Yeah, yeah blue boat. V. Uh, I, I can't remember what it was called, hmm. but it was it was basically you go in and they just have sort of like a rack of new items that you'd have to sort of log on the on the website and come up with these descriptions of it. And I my you know my version of it was like, all right, this is a really cool plaid shirt, <laughs> check it out. And then <laughs> this really nice woman who's having, she's like, that's actually a window pane check. And I was like, okay. But it's so cool. <laughs> but it, okay, window pane check, period. So I learned a lot in a short period of time about and most, men's and women's fashion. And most of your descriptions was, this is a really cool, whatever this thing is. <laughs> no, I started getting like into it, man. I was like, getting, I was getting sexy with it. How'd you get the job? I think it was through a recruiter. Yeah. Or like I saw it on like a posting, like they needed like a, because co- I wanted to be like a creative, like copywriter. So right. I just like anything that involves writing. I'm down to do. Yeah. Um, How long did you do it? I did it, um, I think, for like three months. And then I had like another freelance gig that I went to. What year was this, like roughly? I don't know. Maybe, it, I think it was like not that long, actually, because I, I had another freelance gig that came up that was uh, more legitimate. Um, did, you, did you have like a this favorite? This maybe 2013. Hmm. You think we could find it? Blue Fly. Oh, Blue Fly. Okay. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, then, yeah. 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 Uh, did you have, like, Blue favorite Fly. copy that you wrote? I don't remember it. Again. Oh, okay. Repressed. I think I bought <laughs> something from Blue Fly once. <coughs> maybe I wrote, it? maybe I enticed you, with, you my, enti- with my writing. No, nah, it was in the, like, mid-2000s. So uh, probably not. Uh, but, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, again, I, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but my favorite copy that I've ever written that I I say favorite because I hate it and I can't believe that this was the thing. Uh, I needed to write some copy for women's uh, beach volleyball uh, mm-hmm. that was going to be generic enough that it could just be like this is the promo that we're going to do like generally mm-hmm. for it. Um, and I had like 10 minutes before the meeting and I was like fuck I can't. Like it's women's volleyball like I don't know what to write. So I wrote uh, sometimes when you hit the beach the beach hits back. Oh, um, yikes. And that was the slogan. That was like the, whatever, the tagline for women's beach volleyball for a year. It aired in every promo that we ever did oh, no. for it. And it didn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what year was this? Uh, this was probably like 2006. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Uh, That's good. It, it was, How'd you come up with that? Um, he watched I, a woman get hit by a volleyball. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I just I wanted to do <laughs> I was something watching sports <laughs> bloopers. Yeah, I wanted to do something that indicated that they were really tough. So like they were hitting back, and that was all I could think of. And everybody bought it, and I was just like, okay, but this is dumb. Like, how do we not know that? <laughs> like, this is dumb. 
Um, they don't know anything about volleyball. They're like, I guess that's true. I guess it does. Yeah. I guess the beach does it. It's, yeah. like, it's like, oh my God, that's like a bad early draft from Carousel, the musical. Yeah. It's like sometimes uh, the beach hits you back, but you don't feel it. <laughs> so that's a deep musical. Um, okay. So, so we'll do... Uh, Anybody who caught uh, the big one's final show of the year. Oh, man. Um, I wanted to put in some... I, I, I was the one who wrote the copy of, like, saying goodbye yeah. kind of thing. And since the whole idea was that it was a TV show, um, I had written, um, like, Coming Up Next, which was an actual thing that, like... Admittedly, my friend wrote this, but um, it was Coming Up Next. Uh, it's Muscleman's Applesauce presents the music of Seal on Ice. Uh, it'll be an afternoon of frozen family fun. Uh, and I got Dominic to say it. That was a real thing that happened? That was a real thing that happened. <laughs> oh, I thought that was just like a I thought it was goof. a joke, yeah. No, Muscleman's Applesauce presents the music of Seal on Ice is a real show. Uh, and we use the wow. tagline, it's an afternoon of frozen family fun. <laughs> what was the on <laughs> ice part? Was it just like Mr. F- like was it Mr. Like Freeze's goons? Like, or like was what? it like figure skating? Yeah, it was figure skating. Yeah. It was Seal played music. Right. While people figure skated oh in my God, front of him. Seal was there? Yeah. It was live? Yeah. I thought they was, it was pre-recorded Seal music. No, it was Seal. Oh, my God. Not a Seal. It was, it was Seal. Seal <laughs> just stood there while ice skaters... <laughs> Seal was standing on stage singing, you know, Kiss from a Rose. Of, well, of course. While, while people figure skated in front of him. Like, that's... that's and it was presented so by Muscleman's Applesauce. That's so weird. So... Um, for anybody who caught that show, that was a real thing that if you were watching TV in 2006 on NBC during See, the day, you probably saw it. Truth in comedy, because that sounds so absurd that, yeah. of course, I think we all thought that that was like a ridiculous nope. like line. That's why I put it in there, yeah. <laughs> because Amazing. it was real. I would have blown away. Oh, I mean, he, yeah. He did like a performance on a radio show recently with like a small like band, like a couple of strings and everything. Mm. Dude has not lost anything. Like, an incredible performance. I got, like, chills at certain points. I feel bad for him because, I mean, I I bet his fans aren't, like, calling stuff out at shows, but Mm. name one other Seal song. (laughs) That's the name of the song. I have been waiting for you. (laughs) It's a real Seal song. So uh, Yeah, yeah, well, that's why the music of Seal... Muscleman's episode presents the music of Sailor Nice was only six minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the 22. Oh, <laughs> yeah, the rest Spilled of it was just, we're just talking about the applesauce. applesauce. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all seal. Still <laughs> skating. And volleyball hitting back. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> so what about after that? Oh, boy. Um, another good one uh, was, I went to this place called Shop Gene. Uh, it was uh, another like, online website that was like very fashion heavy. Gene, like G E N E E N. J E E N. Okay. Shop Gene. I think it was like something to do with it's not a, like a family a member demand. of the person who created the company. And it was like just a, a website where they sold, uh, it was all e commerce and they sold all these sort of like very kitschy jeans. No, no. What? It was like, do you remember that kind of period of time where, where it was very like, it was a small contingency of people, but it was fashion where like, it would just say the hats that just said like fuck and like donut oh, letters yeah. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So like all that type of stuff. The catalog ranged from like Justin Bieber stickers to like weird shirts that say like daddy's girl to like pizza outfits. So in other words, all those weird booths at Comic-Con that you're like, why is this really here? Yeah. yeah. So all that type of stuff, just yeah. like very weird and very strange. Um, 
So I wrote for those. Uh, I remember one of them, I, a memorable line I wrote. Uh, it was a hat that said the C word on it. And my line was, hey, you want to buy this hat? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how else do you sell it? I don't well, how do you what do you have to what can you even say? If you want it, you're gonna get it. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you sell it. Look, here's this hat. If you want it, you're gonna get it. Uh yeah. That was uh, that was a fun job. Yeah. Uh, how long were you there? I was there for like maybe three months. Mm. It was not super long. And then I got into the wonderful world of advertising technology. And there I have stayed. Mm. For like five, because they saw your to six years. They saw your C word copy, and they're like, "This is the guy <laughs> that we need to bring in." This guy's got the goods. <laughs> yeah, come on in. Yeah, exactly. This is pitch to get hired. Yeah. Hey, you want to <laughs> hire me? <laughs> you want to hire me? And then you, of course, ended it just by saying, "All right, see you next Tuesday." Ooh, <laughs> damn. Yeah, you're welcome. I like that. Thank you. Do you get it? <laughs> Dustin is looking at me like, I hate you so much. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to make sure that the audience heard the silence. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <sighs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so electronic, so like, uh, are you writing copy and selling like phones and radios? No, or? no, it's like advertising tech. It's like digital marketing online. So basically I build campaigns and sort of work on the strategy for how to interestingly serve ads to people based on their online oh. behavior. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So now you're like in the most normal part of your entire life. Yeah. Oh, I've you, entered into the normal stage. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to whatever this is. Yeah. Even though I don't know my life is normal. So <laughs> I don't mean to... I can't really welcome you because I don't know that I'm there yet. Um, no one does. Yeah. Uh, cool. Are you? Are any other questions before we hit the uh, speed round? No. And this is a. There's been a whirlwind of. Yeah. Things. Yeah, a lot of information. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> Thank you for sharing your stories. Yeah. Um, a lot of insanity going on there. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, uh, your just me movie, movie that you like, but probably other people might not know about or. Okay, um, I had, um, I don't think Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind doesn't count, right? No, that's okay. pretty. That's, that's yeah. very, that's very yeah. known. Um, I really like this movie. It's a horror movie. I've been really into horror recently. Uh, and it's called Oculus. Have you guys ever seen it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's about this mirror with uh, sort of like demonic powers. So if anyone out there is listening and enjoys a good horror flick, I would watch Oculus. Like if you look into it, it'll eat your face or something? Well, I don't want to give too much away. Okay. It's more of it's sort of like a different realm or something like that. We'll see. All right. It's a mirror yeah. universe. Who's to say? I mean, horror movie, or mirrors and horror movies are always frightening because you know when a person like goes to brush their teeth and they look down... That when they look up, murder. Yeah, there's like, going to be like a person behind them or their face is different or something. Yeah. 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 So anytime you see a mirror, you're like, I'm seeing that for a reason. I'm yeah. seeing that for... Yeah. Yeah. So I could appreciate a movie just focused on that would yeah. be horrifying. That's very messed up. Um, just me music. I um, really like uh, trance music. 
Really? I'm not sure if anyone's familiar yeah. with trance. Do you know Above and Beyond? I mean, I'm like, I'm, I'm on the fringes of the knowledge of this. So like okay. anything specific, I would not be able to tell you. Gotcha. But I have a, some friends who are very into it. Cool. What, what is that? What is trance music? Oh, man, it's kind of hard to describe. It's like an electronic dance music genre that's a little bit faster. It's generally like 128 beats per minute tempo. Um, and I really like this group called Above and Beyond. They have really uh, awesome music. Um, and again, if anyone's listening. When are you, when are you listening to this? Um, I listen to it a lot in the morning. I mean, it's, it's not like all like thumping, like, right. you know, fast paced stuff like that. Um, like they do a little bit, like, especially this band, like they do more like down tempo stuff and just kind of interesting melodies. Um, yeah. but is it like one of those uh, albums where like technically if you listen to it in order, it never stops or is it? Cause I know like I've, I've heard those sorts of albums where like it just like seamlessly blend into the next song. So you can actually just listen to it for an hour. Is it not that? Yeah, it, there there definitely are some really good like continuous mixes of of my favorite album of theirs, which is Group Therapy. Um but yeah, you can you can kind of just keep listening throughout and there are songs that, you know, most of their songs have like lyrics and a little bit more palatable for people who aren't super into the trans genre. What what about it? It's hard to describe. I've been to a lot of their shows, so just kind of going with friends and experiencing their music live has been like one of the things that really kind of hits home. But it's also just like very, it's very emotional, like powerful music that like the guys put into it. Um, like they, you know, they write their own lyrics and they have really good singers that they consistently use for their their songs. And it's one of the, those things where it's like it was during a part of my life that was very unique. Uh, so it's it's very nostalgic to a certain degree just to listen to those songs. You mean like living with the shit pool? <laughs> no, no, shit pool. Right shit pool, I just listen to Yellow Submarine and I just start. Oh, no, that was, um, no, it was like during college I got into them. So, mm-hmm. you know, just it's just fun to, to go back and all you have to do is, you know, put on a couple songs. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just me food. Just Me Food is my mother's meatloaf. Yeah, I mean, it probably would be just right. you. Yeah. <laughs> Jackie Rokiki, just a, a lovely woman. Your mom's name is Jackie? Yeah. And you're Jack? Yeah. I like that. Well, I'm John. Oh. I'm legally John. My mm. dad's name is John, but they've always called me Jack ever since just forever. And my mom's name is Jacqueline. Wow. Yeah. That, that happens to me too often. Do you have any siblings? People lie to me about their name, <laughs> and you're part of that. <laughs> <laughs> Fooled you. Yeah. Pardon? Do you have um, siblings? I do have two uh, older sisters. What are their names? Sophie and Emily. So not are at those, all. Are those okay. their real names? No, they're actually both John. <laughs> this is what I was it's wondering. It's a family name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, we call them Sophie and Emily. And you're just me, celebrity crush. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to go with my first ever celebrity crush as my just me celebrity crush. And this was when I was a kid. Or... A boy and uh, Christina Ricci. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Like what era? Like Casper? <laughs> or Adam? I think Adam, that Adam's been, family. Yeah, I was thinking Casper Adam's family. Is like when it happened. Because, like, like, Adam's family is like the youngest I can remember her in yeah. a movie. 
Yeah. I'm sure there are others, but I think it was Casper. Cause I was just like a little kid, like watching Casper. I was like that girl. I didn't. Oh, she was in Casper. Mm-hmm. I didn't see Casper. So. I, I oh, you should watch it. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's fun. Okay. Yeah. Even as like a. Even as an adult. Okay. Good, I think so. It's like a really good horror movie. Yeah. It's a horror. <laughs> it's a. There's a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> and he's friendly. All right. I'll check it out. Who's um, the Who's the boy in that movie? I don't know. Devin Sawa. I don't remember. Do you remember that guy? I think you're maybe right. It's I like don't remember the, a single plot point about that movie. I just remember, remember like Casper's friendly. <laughs> right. And doesn't Dan Aykroyd like come running out of the mansion really early? And he's like, That's Ghostbusters. No. <laughs> it was a cameo. Oh, Casper. <laughs> yeah. Isn't Casper this like green ghost? That's like <laughs> shoveling hot dogs into his mouth. <laughs> yeah, in that case, I did like that movie. <laughs> Do you ever see there Buffalo 66? I have seen Buffalo 66. This is a good movie. She's yeah. in that. Okay. She's a good actress. Yeah, yeah she is. Very She's good. wonderful. I'm not judging. I'm not. That's what somebody who's judging me would say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not judging you at all. Um, cool. Uh, so where, where can people find out more about you? Um, well, I just got back into the Twitter game, and I'm learning mm-hmm. fast, and I'm getting good. So if you want to follow me, uh, you can follow me at Jack Rokick Me. Nice. That is R O K I C K me. Nice. Um, Because there were so many other Jack Rokikis that you just had to go off here. Yeah. Well, it's hard to spell for some. So I just wanted to make sure I squeeze as many followers as I can. Um, You can see me next Friday uh, at part two of the Armory. Season debut, or I guess this coming Friday. Yes, <laughs> right. uh, with uh, with someone I know pretty well. Oh yes, yeah. I yes, I, I'm yeah, I'm going to be I'm lucky enough to be on a team with uh, Mr. Chris Booth. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to that. Your team? Do you guys have a team name yet? No, we don't. Oh, okay, we're still working on it. Better get on that. I know. Be fun to just not have one though. Feces pool is open. Feces pool? <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. All right. I'll pitch it. I'll pitch it to the gang. All right. Well, you know what? We'll just we'll just call it that and then they have to stick with it. Because yeah. once we yeah. once we mentioned it on the podcast. We'll debuting like, with his team Feces Pool. <laughs> yeah. At That's the a, armory. It's a fun name. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's quirky. It's cute. I mean, Chris would be down with it. I I was also thinking, I'm like, I feel like he'd go, why? And then perhaps like it. Yeah. yeah. So all right. Yeah. So I'll, I'll write it in the description. If it was, if it was like, like a punk band. band. Yeah. Mm. I feel like if it was like <laughs> farts in a pool, he would be like, yes. Down yeah, but, but, then, but then, but, but that's I just know. random. This I know. is This is highly relevant. Yeah, to, it's true to Jack's experience. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. is something that influences my art daily. So. So first scene, walking out on stage, shitting on the floor. Mm. Improv shitting on the floor. Yes. Well, because it's too hot in the space right now. <laughs> Totally but if it was cooler, then yes. If it was cooler, totally. Then yes, yeah, then you could the totally grab yeah. the me back. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. All right, cool. Well, thank you so much for, for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's been great yeah. talking to you guys. Thank you. And Jack, you're on a sketch team too, right? Yes, I am. I am on another uh, similarly unnamed sketch team at the Armory. Uh, and our first show is on... Insert date. It's somewhere here. after. <laughs> it's somewhere after August seventh. So yeah, maybe the yeah. week or so after. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, like 
if you're not going to name one of the team species bull, at least name the other. Like, oh, yeah. You know, you got to just make sure one of them is named that. Species okay. bull, yeah. I'll bring right. it up to everybody. Okay. <laughs> I won't rest until one of the teams that I'm on is called Feces Pool. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks so much. Bye.